Okay, so today I want to talk about Ripple. Now, if you are not into cryptocurrencies, you may not have even heard of Ripple, but it's kind of an interesting story, and I've been hearing murmurs about the SEC suit, and I just figured it was time to share what's going on. So why would I share this? You may be asking. Well, if you do follow cryptocurrencies, you may have heard uh, that the Ripple XRP token has been delisted by all the U.S. exchanges, making it nearly impossible for non-techie old Americans like me to buy it. Well, yesterday I finally figured out how to beat the system and buy XRP, so I'm going to share that with you later in this episode. But first off, let's figure out what the hell Ripple and XRP actually are. Another reason that I'm doing this is I did a little informal poll of friends of mine and nobody had even heard of Ripple. Now, I if you haven't heard of it, I think you're going to find this interesting. But if you have, you probably have noticed that, I mean, back in 2018, it, it was all over the news. Ripple was all over CNBC uh, and it's been pretty quiet uh, lately. But, um, you know, they are being sued by the SEC. So there's, it, it's just, uh, to me, it's just a topic worth paying attention. Um, and also, the following information that I'm going to share comes from Wikipedia and an article at nasdaq.com, and links to those sources are in the show notes. So, what is Ripple? Ripple is a real-time gross settlement system, currency exchange, and remittance network created by Ripple Labs Incorporated. Now, that's a U.S.-based technology company. So, Released in 2012, Ripple is built upon a distributed open source protocol and supports tokens that can represent fiat currencies, cryptocurrency, commodities, or other units of value such as frequent flyer miles or mobile minutes. Ripple purports to, quote, enable secure, instantly, and nearly fee-free global financial transactions of any size with no chargebacks. The Ripple ledger employs the native cryptocurrency known as XRP. Now, um, you might have heard that in December of 2020, Ripple Labs and two of its executives were sued by the SEC for selling XRP tokens, which the SEC classified as unregistered securities. Now, the, uh, the lawsuit's still happening as we speak, um, and it seems like every day there's another little rumor coming out of the court, if you're paying attention to this. Um, there, and, and these rumors are saying either that the SEC is winning or the SEC is losing or Ripple's going to blow up or whatever. So this week I made the mistake of reading up on the history of Ripple. And if you're not into crypto, it's completely boring. Suffice it to say there were three guys who came up with the idea and approached a dude named Ryan Fugger which is a terrible name, who was working on a community-based online payment system called OpenCoin. Um, now, OpenCoin ends up becoming Ripple, and the company also created its own form of digital currency, the XRP token, to allow financial institutions to transfer money with negligible fees and low wait time. Uh, in 2013... The company reported interest from banks uh, to use that payment system. And by 2018, over 100 banks had signed up, but most of them were just using Ripple's X-Current technology with what they call X-Current, um, but avoided the XRP token itself due to volatility problems. Okay, so if you've ever done an international bank-to-bank -bank wire transfer, you, you're probably familiar with SWIFT codes. 
If not, SWIFT stands for the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication, which provides a network that enables financial institutions all over the world to send and receive information about financial transactions in a secure, standardized, and reliable environment. Basically, does person A have the funds in his account to send it to person B? And uh, so if Ripple is, no pun intended, making waves in the financial services industry for making way faster and cheaper transactions, guess who it's going to piss off? Yes, SWIFT. So the representatives of SWIFT, whose market dominance is being challenged by Ripple, have argued that the scalability issues of Ripple and other blockchain solutions remain unsolved. So basically confining them to bilateral and just intrabank applications. So if you want to read about the Swift versus Ripple drama, I put a link in to the a 2018 Financial Times article about it. Uh, and if you do want to read about it, congratulations, you're a nerd like me. Anyway, so from December 2017 to, to January of 2018, the value of the XRP token jumped from around 20 cents to its all-time high of $2.78. By September of 2018, it was back down to 27 cents. So then in 2018, a class action lawsuit was filed against Ripple. Um, that was in, actually in May, alleging that it led a scheme to raise hundreds of millions of dollars through unregistered sales of its XRP tokens. And according to the complaint, the company created billions of coins, quote, out of thin air, and then profited by selling them to the public uh, in what is essentially a never-ending initial coin offering. But... The real shit hit the fan in December of 2020. The SEC initiated legal proceedings against Ripple Labs, the CEO Brad Garlinghouse, and co-founder Chris Larson on December 21st, 2020 for allegedly selling unregistered securities. In the lawsuit, the SEC claimed that XRP was a security instead of a commodity, like the XRP cryptocurrency token, because it was generated and distributed by Ripple Labs in a centralized fashion and was not being adopted by financial institutions for its advertised use cases. The SEC stated that Ripple executives sold 14.6 billion units of XRP for more than 1.38 billion to fund the company's operations and enrich themselves. So, According to the SEC, XRP is not a virtual currency, but instead a publicly traded security. And as such, Ripple Labs sidestepped deeply entrenched laws that govern the sale of business equities. I mean, if you've ever seen the paperwork that goes into an IPO, you're talking teams of lawyers and man years of effort. So why does the SEC consider XRP a security and not a commodity? Why isn't the SEC going after the developers of Ethereum and hundreds of other altcoins out there? Well, I don't know, but somebody has to be threatened by the existence of Ripple. This court case is not non-trivial and it seems to be dragging on. So this summer, Swift, the Swift Society launched a new service called Swift Go to compete with Ripple for faster transactions like the Ripple network it purports to offer near-instant transactions for low-value cross-border payments. So if I were guessing there are probably people in the SEC, high up in the SEC, who are friends with people in the SWIFT Society, and there's some mutual back-scratching going on. And every day the court case drags on, 
gives Swift a chance to improve its services while Ripple loses ground. Okay, just this is just a guess, but somebody's got a vested interest in keeping Ripple from mass adoption. So what does this mean for you? Well, if you like to gamble like I do, you might be thinking that if the SEC loses this lawsuit or if it gets dismissed, it could be good for Ripple and in turn, good for the price of XRP. If all the exchanges could start selling XRP again, what would that do to the price? And that's why we're talking about this right now. Okay, because I spend way too much time following the crypto space I've been hearing uh, kind of a wide range of speculative numbers from people who think XRP is going to explode if they come out of this suit uh, unscathed. One guy, um, the dude who hosts the BitBoy podcast, says he thinks XRP is going to trade into the 20s. Okay. Um, right now it's about a buck 12, maybe a buck 11. Okay. Uh, other people online, and I have no idea what credibility they might have, have put it into the thousands of dollars. Okay. I don't believe that personally. And I don't have, I haven't heard anyone make a real sound case, you know, with actual facts and technicals um, that would back these sky high numbers. But it does stand to reason that the value is going to go crazy if the SEC doesn't crush them. And just this year, XRP is up over 500%. So who the hell knows? And one more thing you might want to consider, there's speculation that Ripple is going to go public, okay? The speculation took on a degree of credibility with comments made last spring by Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse. And that's right. At a conference, he was quizzed on whether or not the company would be going public anytime soon. Garlinghouse answered, stating that the likelihood of the company going public at some point is, quote, very high. Then he also added that any steps taken toward an IPO would have to be made after the resolution of the legal issues that they're, they're still facing with the SEC. Okay, so let's say the suit gets settled and the company goes public. What do you think that's going to do to the price of XRP? Well, all that said... I want to have some XRP in my hands once the case is closed, just in case. If I could see a quick 20x return, I mean, that would be completely awesome. And I will probably hold that um, just in case, you know, of an IPO down the line. So again, this is gambling and based on no real technical information about the company or the offering or the fact that also their full disclosure their former CTO dumped 275 million XRP in May. So please don't take this as financial advice. But if you want some exposure to this asset, here's the rub. Just try buying XRP. Okay, if you're in the US, it's nearly impossible. Uh, it's been delisted on all the major exchanges. So for a technically challenged 50-something like me, well, I couldn't figure out how to get any. And I've now signed up for, I think, seven exchanges. And if you're in the U.S., unless you're aware of an exchange that I'm not familiar with, none of them will allow you to purchase XRP. Now, um, I had heard that if you download the Crypto.com app, you can still buy XRP through them. But I tried to sign up and they wouldn't even let me open an account because I'm in a, quote, unsupported jurisdiction. But yesterday, I figured out the workaround. Okay, so a few weeks ago, I read that you could use Atomic Wallet to buy XRP. So I signed up and downloaded the desktop version of the Atomic Wallet. And if you're not familiar, um, I'll just give you their product description from the Apple App Store. Atomic Wallet is a universal 
fully decentralized, multi-currency, and convenient app with a simple interface that supports over 300 cryptocurrencies. It's designed to be the best option if you're looking for Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, Litecoin, EOS, Tron wallet. So I thought, great, I'll get this wallet and I'll buy some XRP. Well, it wouldn't do it. Every time I tried to buy it, I'd get to the like pay now button after putting in my payment information and it just wouldn't let me buy it. The button would still be grayed out. So I gave up for a little while, but I kept hearing about XRP on, on podcasts and well, you know, I really wanted to get my hands on some. So then I figured out the workaround, which I could have learned a lot sooner with a little more research, but here's all you have to do. Get the Atomic Wallet first, buy some Bitcoin. Or better yet, buy some Bitcoin on BlockFi because you're going to spend a lot less on fees and then transfer the, the Bitcoin to your atomic wallet. And real quick, speaking of BlockFi, if you have not signed up for your BlockFi account, go to rogueretirementlounge.com slash crypto. And if you sign up through that address, rogueretirementlounge.com slash crypto, you will be eligible for some free Bitcoin and you're going to pay way lower fees to buy your Bitcoin there than you would if you bought directly on the Atomic Wallet. Anyway, rogueretirementlounge.com slash crypto. So you either buy Bitcoin on the Atomic Wallet or you buy it on an exchange like BlockFi and transfer that Bitcoin to the Atomic Wallet. Oh, and this doesn't necessarily have to be Bitcoin. I'm just using Bitcoin as an example. I think you could use pretty much any cryptocurrency you want, but for the sake of this experiment, I just did it with Bitcoin. So uh, another thing, another note, when you are withdrawing from BlockFi, you just need to know that it's not going to be an instantaneous transfer. It takes about a day for those withdrawals to settle. So anyway, boom, you just click on the little exchange button in the Atomic Wallet and you can swap your Bitcoin for XRP. And it's as easy as that. Um, I think it took around a half an hour to settle, but it was no problem. It was just a, an easy exchange. So now you know a bit about Ripple. Uh, and if that was boring, you have my apologies. You also know a bit about XRP. And most important, now you know how to get your hands on XRP. Now, for me, I'm going to limit this gamble to about a grand or so, but I think it's going to be fun to watch. And you know, if I lose it, what the hell, I've lost it. But if it, you know, if, if XRP does go to 25 or 30 bucks, how awesome would that be? Okay, so enough about that. We had some other news this week, including some big news on crypto that everyone was talking about. And that was the news that the SEC greenlighted Bitcoin futures ETFs on Friday. ProShares, which filed for its Bitcoin strategy ETF this past summer, may be the first one to launch on Monday, October 18th. So that, along with uh, what everyone was saying was going to be a very bullish October, helped send Bitcoin up to over the $60,000 level. And I, as I record this, it's back under 60, but either way, it's been a great month for Bitcoin. Um, now, the last thing that I want to share with you is a Wall Street Journal article about Miami and it's kick-ass mayor Francis X. Suarez. Now, if you haven't heard about what's going on in Miami right now, it's amazing. And the mastermind behind Miami's success is their 44-year-old mayor who is the son of a Cuban immigrant. And I got to tell you, as someone, me, who lives in a city that's going down the toilet that is run by complete dumb shits, I have found the Miami story very inspiring. So I'll leave most of the details for you to check out in the article. But... We started out hearing about Miami's tech and kind of crypto rebirth last year. Um, if you didn't hear, in December 2020, a dude named 
Dalian Asparov, uh, who is a co-founder of Varda Space Industries and a principal at Founders Fund, tweeted, quote, OK, guys, hear me out. What if we move Silicon Valley to Miami? And then Mayor Suarez rep- responded with a tweet, how can I help? Anyway, uh, that was kind of the, the beginning. And Suarez is also a crypto bull. This week, he announced that he plans to propose paying city employees or at least offering the ability to pay city uh, employees in Bitcoin. And businesses are moving to Miami in droves. And while shitholes like Portland are defunding the police and in the same breath asking why murder rates have doubled, Miami is hiring more officers and actually enforcing their laws. What a concept. You know, how weird is it when common sense is the exception? So check out the article. There's a link in the show notes that'll enable you to read the, this is in the Wall Street Journal, but you'll be able to read it without a subscription. And if you like what you read about Mayor Suarez, you should also check out his interview on the Pomp podcast. That's P-O-M-P, wherever you find podcasts. It was uh, last month, I believe. Um, And it's a great interview. And again, it's just inspiring to hear from someone who's smart and successfully running a growing, vibrant, tech-savvy city, while at the same time, towns like Seattle and San Francisco are pushing away businesses and vilifying the corporations who create the jobs. Anyway, link in the show notes, check it out. That's it for today. But before we close up shop, I just want to remind you to get that BlockFi account and get your free Bitcoin. Just go to rogueretirementlounge.com slash crypto. You'll be supporting this show and you'll get free uh, crypto. And if you happen to have your atomic wallet, you can send that crypto over there and exchange it for XRP. That's roguetirementlounge.com slash crypto. And be sure also to sign up for the BlockFi Rewards credit card, which pays you back in Bitcoin. I've already earned 0.003 Bitcoin from using my BlockFi card. And I got to tell you, it feels way better than earning uh, miles or hotel points. I'm uh, a recovering points whore, but getting free Bitcoin rules. So there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up, make it happen. Have a great week. I'll talk to you later. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com.